0: Sheriff Ozzie Konezovich talks with community leaders about issues in the public safety arena, sponsored by River Ridge Hardware. This is Sheriff Ozzie Konezovich with the Sheriff's Report. Thank you for joining us. In studio with me today, we have Luke Jasmine.
1: Yeah, nice to be here.
0: And I appreciate you uh, taking the invite. Uh, you know, we've met a few times. I want you to tell some folks about you and you know, it is election season It is, and we have a lot of people running for Mm -hmm. different local government positions. City council uh, is the the main one right now, both Valley and region city of Spokane. And you're running for the city of spokane position which one
1: so district one position two so the historic northeast spokane
0: right so district one position two hilliard area
1: yeah so we have hilliard logan chief gary so quite a bit of neighborhoods uh and and like i said historic northeast very good very good
0: so i guess the the biggest question is always going to be for for a candidate yeah Tell us one a little bit about yourself, but more importantly, why?
1: Yeah, why are you running? Well, uh, me, I, I pride myself in just being a hard worker. I pride myself in uh, really looking at problems and figuring out who can I connect with to be able to solve those uh, collectively. And uh, to me, right now, I'm a child care provider. I'm a father of two amazing daughters who are 10 and seven. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a believer, uh, I'm an advocate, and, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Right now, there just seems to be this polarization. And with this polarization, we can see what it's doing to our community. We have problems with housing. We have problems with law enforcement not being able to do their job. We have problems with access and affordability of childcare. Uh, we have problems with homelessness right now. So wh- while we're staying in these silos, it's, it's really having a negative impact in our community. And for someone who cares about children and families, it's, it's to that point where we're like, I'm, I'm like, no, we need to come together. We need to solve these issues together because if we don't, then we lose Spokane altogether. And I'm hoping that my track record, my resume of getting things done will resonate with voters and voters will go out and vote because it's very important that you exercise uh, that power that you have at the ballots and vote uh, and say, look, enough is enough. This polarization is enough and we need to come together and, and vote for me to be on city council. And so that's what I'm looking for. You mentioned a few
0: things. Look, I'll tell you, when I became sheriff in 2006, we were able to walk and talk across the aisles. We were able to build coalitions. We were able to build partnerships, relationships, all those things that you just mentioned, right up until 2016. After 2016, there was like this shear happened in our community and you know within three months of uh after 2016 i i actually got labeled a racist mm. you know i was like come again okay um let's let's try to uh let me let that one stick but i mean that polarization became magnified and mm-hmm. it it hasn't ended it is getting worse so I understand exactly what you're talking about because during the time we were able to actually talk and work together, we accomplished mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting things for the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, that you can do what you're 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 talking about. It's going to take a lot of work though because mm-hmm. um, there are there are elements out there that don't want that to happen right but I will tell everybody out there what he just described is true even at the ground level America is polarized and it government is not working well bad things are, are not getting resolved and the only way you will fix this it is not the general election that's important folks it is your primary elections. The extremes the extremes come out to vote in the primary. They mm-hmm. always do. And they learned that. They learned if they came out to vote, their candidates go through. So it's therefore, you have extreme candidates on both sides of this line yep. always getting through. And those of us in the middle going, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how it's happened. You don't vote in the primary. You need to vote in the primary. You need to vote for people that care about you so little a little bit more of about you your thoughts you listed a bunch of things that you're concerned about Mm -hmm. you and i talking for the prep on on this uh show mental health yeah when i read that one i went okay got a man after my own heart because for 12, 13 years, I have been pounding that mental health drum. Mm-hmm. At the national level and at the state level, they have abandoned the mental health issue. Mm-hmm. They are closing Western and Eastern state hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're still in operation. However, they're downsizing. They're, they've gone with the least restrictive alternative method. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, not everybody is geared for that mm-hmm. some people need that that institutional based treatment because they can 't handle the outside these folks they release them on least restrictive alternative they go to group homes they fell into group homes and where do they end up mm-hmm. they don 't go back to the institutions they end up on the street homeless yeah. and that is a disaster what 's your thoughts how do you how, how do you fix that when both the national and state governments have have basically abandoned that. They didn't fund local government Mm -hmm. to deal with it. So what's your thoughts?
1: Well, so uh, six years ago, we started Washington Child Care Centers Association. And I remember what I heard when we first formed. People were saying, well, you don't have enough money. Well, you're not gonna have any say whatsoever. And we helped pass major legislation with both sides of the aisle for kids and families in, in Washington State. So why not for mental health? So for me, it's look, like you mentioned, it's all there. The the data, the the anecdotal evidence is right there for everybody to see. When I go and talk to people at doors, that's what they're talking about. So even they understand, you know what, we need better access to, to mental health. So uh, to me, what I plan to do is continue building those relationships that I have in Olympia, that I have federally, and not not let up. Uh, because if, if we do have that voice, and if people are going out and voting, and you're expressing your voice, then it can't be ignored. It can't be swept under the rug. And uh, I'm hoping that we will see uh, some changes there because we need to, not just not just with regular mental health, but with our homeless population too, who really need it. And we need to start holding some accountability as well. Uh, because like you said, I mean, if, if, if you're in a state where uh, say you are in a position that's, you are under the influence of different drugs, are you really in a place to make smart cognitive choices for the future? Absolutely not. No, and, and we care about these people. I mean, like I said, I'm a believer and in the Bible it talks about looking after each other. So that's, that's something that we really need to make sure that's there. And, and I plan to continue advocating like I'm doing right now. You know,
0: drug alcohol, Major issue in, in the United States, especially now they're legalizing more and more of this. And you're seeing it, and they were warned when they legalized marijuana, you're gonna have a devastating impact on children. And well, we're starting to see that devastating impact on children. They promised that if we legalize marijuana, the drug cartels would magically disappear. and every, Illegal marijuana is stronger than ever. The cartels are here bigger than ever so when you talk about the drug issue i've never looked at it as you know this great big enforcement thing that law enforcement has to do america doesn't have a drug problem per se it has an addiction problem mm-hmm. and until you deal with that addiction problem you're always going to have more drugs and drugs are going to flow i agree with you when you talk about the fact that you need to do something to interject and break that cycle of addiction. If I had my way, the next facility built in the state of Washington would be a long-term, because short-term drug and alcohol treatment, just does not work. work. 36 days, does not work. No. It would be a long-term, and it would be people that are committing these low-level crimes to support their drug habits. They are sentenced to 24 months, in a rehab center, and during that time, they're dealt with drug alcohol. They're co-occurring mental health issues because they help each other. Mm-hmm. You'd work on job skills, job training, education, and before you release them, you'd be looking at getting them stabilized housing and then a job. Mm-hmm. So when they're released into housing, into a job, greater sa- chance of success and we've seen these type of models work both on faith-based mm-hmm. and the Oxford House models so I, I get what you're, you're coming from but you mentioned something very important accountability mm-hmm. giving somebody a safe place to shoot up and shoot poison into their arms is not accountability and it's not fixing the problem in my opinion it's assisted homicide when you get to root to the root you got to get to the roots. Mental health, drug, alcohol. Uh, Let's tackle the big elephant in the room. Race relations.
1: How do we fix
0: this issue? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, uh, so I don't know if people know, but Ozzy has cameras uh, following him. He's uh, uh, getting interviewed. People come all the way from... Uh, England, just to to talk to to Ozzy, and it's because of your fight against uh, white supremacy uh, here locally and and regionally, and you know I, I applaud you for that. And uh, to me, it's it goes back to those extremes again. And uh, and what we need to to do collectively is do stuff like this, where. Uh, You're coming and I don't know if people know Ozzy comes and he brings his uh, other other staff to read to the kids at Parkview. And we're looking to to do at other child cares uh, to build that that community uh, with with law enforcement. And that's a big piece that I think transcends race that we really need to focus more on because the more that we can say, you know what, we're together, the more these extremes don't have such a large voice, which they have. And I know it's, it's more attractive to cover the extremes. And a lot of people might think, hey, this is how things are. It's really not. But it's not. Because at the end of the day, I think we care about each other, we love each other, and we, we need to, to show that more. And uh, it goes back to voting. But it goes back to our own personal um, goals too, as far as people saying, you know what, I am going to make sure that I'm doing my part to build the relationship. And, uh, and we're seeing the effects of the polarization with just what's happening with, with law enforcement right now. Uh, I, I understand that there are, there are bad apples, but I would like to see us, I mean, that's why you have, so I'm on the police oversight board. I would like to see ways that we could work together to figure out how to, you know, get those bad apples there. Which there's bad apples anywhere you go in any system, right? But uh, I, I don't believe in in doing punitive measures to the whole system because of those uh, bad apples. And I'm a person who's had a lot of uh, run-ins in, run with with those bad apples, uh, like other people who are white or any other race. So. Um, that's what I would like to see more of, is just that, that community building uh, and also just working together to identify those people who are giving law enforcement, giving other groups a bad name, um, and, and saying they don't represent the whole.
0: You know, one of the things that has always amazed me about this massive push to reform, especially here in the state of Washington, state of washington uh, has made the claim we are the most reformed state in the union because our legislature actually did things that even the legislatures in minnesota where all this this stuff happened didn't even do didn't even broach this and it's been devastating and the effects are going to be devastating for the last month all we have done is try to figure out how we survive july 26 when these laws come into effect Mm -hmm. My issue with that is, where were these same politicians that are screaming all this reform, where were they in 2013, Mm -hmm. and 2014, when all 39 sheriffs of the state of Washington approached the legislature and asked them to change state law to simply say that if a sheriff or a chief does their job they follow all the labor law, they follow all the practices, and they prove the point that this, this person did all these bad things, an arbitrator can't give that person their job back. Hmm. Where were they? Where was the ACLU? Where was SCAR? Hmm. Where was all these activist groups when we were fighting to help change that dynamic? Because we do need to make sure that we, we're held to the highest standards possible. Mm -hmm. We claim that we live to higher standards. Well, we better live to those higher standards, especially if you're wearing this badge. Mm -hmm. You know, Luke, I've terminated 80 people in 15 years. I take it very serious, but I find it very disingenuous when I see all these people screaming reform, that when we came with major reform, Mm -hmm. We couldn't even get those laws out of committee. Uh-huh. So I, I get it. I understand exactly where where you're coming from on that. We have about eight minutes left. Uh-huh. We've talked about mental health. Uh-huh. We've talked about drugs. But let's talk a little bit about homeless uh-huh. because everybody wants to, to say that this homeless issue, housing issue. No, I'm sorry folks. Mm -mm. This is not economic driven. There is a housing issue component to it Mm -hmm. and it's called foster kids. Mm -hmm. When foster kids age out of the system, they don't have safety nets. You don't, Luke, you don't know how many kids I have talked to out here on this street. Mm -hmm. And I, I walk the streets of Spokane Often, If I have meetings down here, I don't drive, I walk. I I do that because I I get the chance to talk to people. Mm -hmm. I've talked to kids hanging out on the street and, and, Sheriff, I'm 18, i aged out. I have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And do you really think I want to be out here on the streets? That is is bad. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Mm -hmm. If you were elected, a team of us are working on developing a program where the unions, the trade unions, are going to help us with an apprenticeship program into the trades, That's awesome. Okay, just like we did with the apprenticeship program into the construction trades. Mm-hmm. Funding is going to be necessary but it's those type of efforts that we can plug these kids into we can get them some housing it's we can get time. them educated and into a job they succeed as a you're now elected yeah i come to you judith gilmore comes to you with this proposal would you be willing to fund those type of proposals to help break this cycle
1: well i mean to me that's a no brainer if, if, you're, if you're getting, uh, like you said, our youth, especially when we're looking at just, and, and one thing that uh, we definitely have to mention is uh, the gangs and the gang-related activity. And the fact that a lot of those gang members are just youth that really don't have many other options or they don't think they have many other options. So if we're really working together to make sure that uh, they know, hey, you know what, you could you could go this way and long term, it has a better outcome for you. Then to me, that's a no brainer. That means that we are making sure we're being smart about how we tackle a lot of these issues. You mentioned the
0: gang issue. That one's kind of kind of really close to my heart, because Luke, we have six dead kids in this community since September. Yes. March, early March, Chief and I step out and go, help, um, community, we got a problem. Kids are dying. We've had more drive-by shootings in this community in the first quarter than we've seen ever. Mm -hmm. It's only getting worse. The worst part about that is, within two weeks, the Chief and I were labeled racist. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were told that you mentioned gangs, therefore you're blaming this ho- this problem all on people of color.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going. Since when did the people of color have a lock on gangs? Mm. Uh, 75% of the gang members in this community are white. Mm. Um, and we made sure the chief and I made sure that during that press conference we talked about multi generational, multicultural, yeah. and everything. You know, the worst part about it was it wasn't the African American community that came after us. It was the extreme liberal Marxist progressives that suddenly painted the chief and I as racist. Yeah. How do you break that cycle? Because what message does that send to the community? What's the message that send to those kids? And how do we overcome that? Because these kids are dying. Yeah, there, No doubt. We've, we've pretty much now have enough information to pr- pr- project who dies next. Yeah. How do we break that cycle when you have those type of elements always throwing the race card into this? Yeah, well,
1: so I'm not an abolitionist. I believe uh, uh, we need to work with law enforcement. And I'm a person of color. I'm 6'7", I stick out in Spokane. uh, And we've talked about this. Uh, those same groups have labeled me not black. Yeah, all because <laughs> you support law enforcement, you, uh,
0: and you know that's a national issue. I, I've, I've read that in national newspapers that, especially Black Lives Matter, if you support law enforcement or you're in law enforcement and you're a person of color, you're no longer a person of color. Yeah. How? How? What kind of logic is that? And how does that bring us together?
1: Yeah. I I, I think again, like like we we've been mentioning the. The extremists have had the mic for a long time, and it's time for us to be able to say no. You know, we're not always going to agree on everything, but we have the common decency to be able to talk to each other. And I think the more and more we show this, the more and more we have conversations like this, uh, then that's how we get there. So, as you're working on this project with uh, different different organizations. I'm there. I'm going to do my, my part to, to try to make it on city council. I need you to do your part and make sure to vote, especially in primary. And we'll get to change the narrative because it's been going too long. I agree. You have a minute. Tell folks how
0: they can help you. How do they contact you? How do they get part in touch with the campaign? And you know, you have basically 10 days really of, yeah. of, of campaigning really hard left before those ballots get counted in that primary. Yeah. Tell the folks, how do they get a hold?
1: Yeah, so uh, look, we are serious about this. We've hit 13,000 doors so far. We've raised over $43,000 from local money, local people, just like you, uh, here looking for a change, looking for us to be able to work together. Uh, you can reach me at 509 981 5595. That's my direct number. I want to be as approachable as possible. We would love for you to be able to help doorbell. We'd be, uh, we would love for you to be able to help raise funds. If you go to jasmine, the number four Spokane.com, you could look at my platform. You could donate there. But we need you. I need you. Let's Let's move Spokane in the right direction. Uh, Let's get together and start making some solutions that are going to benefit the community, especially our youth. Thank you, and thank you for having me. You're
0: welcome. Folks, we're getting ready to wrap up. I'm going to offer uh, Luke's opponents the opportunity to come on uh, the show, tell us a little bit about them, uh, and we'll try to get that done in the next couple of weeks. And the primaries, I'm telling you. You want this extreme politics to end, you need to start voting in the primary. It ends in the primary. You can't break this cycle of extremism if you don't get off the couch, over to the table. It's easy here in the state of Washington. They mail you the ballot, mark the ballot, send it in, no more extremes. Because our city council right now is six to one extreme. Six to one extreme. You might as well call this city council Seattle Light. This is Sheriff Ozzy Knezza with the Sheriff's Report. Have a great day. This is River Ridge Frame Shop, called Frame It Today, where we can take your art, customize it, and get it ready to hang on the wall. here at River Ridge Harbor, 2803 West Garland. Thanks for watching. Ask the host a question, recommend a guest, or check out any of our other programs on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or talksmedia.com Sponsored by River Ridge Hardware.